Welcome back, True Crime Army. I am your host, Margot, and this is Military Murder, a show where I focus on crimes committed by military members and veterans. But don't worry, you don't have to know anything about the military to listen, I promise. You just have to be a true crime enthusiast. And if that's you, welcome home. Today's episode is a little different than usual. I recently launched my true crime YouTube channel called Mama Margot, and I would really appreciate it if you would all head on over to YouTube to follow and watch the content that I'm creating for the channel. I promise you that it is equally as well put together, albeit a tad bit shorter than the content I create for the podcast. But that's really because I have to do a lot less describing when I can just pop a picture up on the screen. So that's why my YouTube episodes are just a little bit shorter. So all of that to say, in an effort to bring some of you over to the dark side, aka YouTube, I wanted to transform one of my recent YouTube videos into a podcast episode to give you a little nudge. Today's episode unfolded last summer and hasn't finished playing out in the courtroom, but when it does, it will be interesting because the alleged perpetrator, a man named Irvin Hernandez Flores, made a recorded confession to a news station within a week of a double murder, and that confession is included in today's episode. Join me today as I tell you about the double murder of Jose Hernandez and Yesenia Soto Hernandez at the alleged hands of a Marine veteran by the name of Irvin Hernandez Flores. Now, let's dig in. On August 13th, 2022, Jose Hernandez and Yesenia Soto Hernandez were asleep in their bedroom on Ingerson Avenue in San Francisco, California when all of a sudden their bedroom door swung open. It was about 2.30 a.m. In the darkness of it all, the couple didn't know what was going on. But within a few minutes of that door opening, they would both be dead at the hands of Jose's 23-year-old son. But why had Irvin gunned down his father and his stepmother? Well, the world would soon find out, because after the Marine veteran was arrested within a week of his arrest, he granted a media interview with KTVU. I'm not sure who represents this guy as his attorney, but I would be pissed after watching what he told them. Welcome back, True Crime Army. If you're new to my channel, welcome. I am Mama Margot, and this is my new true crime channel, which is a bridge between this type of content, but also my primary form of content, which is a podcast called Military Murder. If you just happened upon my page and you're into all things newsworthy and true crime, you got here by chance, but I'd like to invite you to stay. I will be uploading two videos a month, which in my opinion are newsworthy and of course they cover true crime. So if you're interested in true crime in video and story format, then please subscribe to my channel and make sure you turn on all your notifications. So Irvin granted a media interview within one week of the murders. 
And when he sat down with Amber Lee, this is what he had to say about the night of the murders. Earlier in the night before the murders happened, Irvin said that he was drinking and he had kind of drank himself silly. He said that the more that he drank, the angrier he got at his father. You see, a family member had recently revealed to Irvin that his father had been sexually abusing this person for five years of their life. I'm not sure if it was a current if it was currently still happening or if it was something of the past. But when Irvin heard this, he became more and more upset. So he jumped into his car and he drove to his father's house. Apparently, when he arrived at his father's house, he jumped the fence because he said that he was told there's video footage of this, but he jumped the fence and then broke into his father's house. Irvin told the reporter that he had no intentions of killing his father or his stepmother, even though he went there with a gun. By the way, during the interview, we learned that the couple had an 11-year-old daughter who shared the same bedroom with her parents, although she did have her own separate bed in the bedroom. Irvin explains that when he entered the room, Jose, his father, woke up and came at him. The words that he used were charged at him, but, you know, it was dark and Jose probably had no idea that it was his son who entered the bedroom. It was when his father was charging at him that Irvin says he shot his dad. He said his stepmother, Yesenia, got caught in the crossfire and that's why she's dead. As Irvin is telling this horrible story, Irvin says that when he shot his father, his father was in pain, but he wasn't dead. Irvin says he then turned on the lights and then in order to put his father out of his misery, he basically unloaded the gun on him. The thing about this case is that after the double shooting, Irvin gets on Facebook Live and starts like kind of ranting and raving and he seems kind of happy and it's just very strange. The DA's office put out a statement in which they describe the live stream. Quote, in this video, the defendant appears proud and happy with himself. All while you can clearly see his father laying in a pool of blood and his stepmother slowly dying from her multiple gunshot wounds, end quote. When reporter Amber Lee asked Irvin why he took to Facebook, Irvin simply replied that he wanted to say goodbye to his family. Why did you go on Facebook Live? I didn't. It was just from being under the influence. Maybe I was just trying to say goodbye to my family. What do you mean goodbye? Just like... Just to know that that was going to be the last time that maybe would see me. It was just like a way for them to tell them that this happened and to not worry about me. Um, you mean the Facebook Live? Yes. Just the fact that this what this is what happened and I'm probably going to end up in jail. You knew you were going to end up in jail? Most likely. And then that's why I was just saying bye. But like I said, I was under the influence. I don't remember. I don't remember anything about the video. You might recall where I said that Irvin's 11-year-old sister shared a room with her parents. Well, it turns out she was present during the shooting. Apparently, while the shooting was taking place, she was hiding or something. But then after her parents had been shot... She really wanted to call 911, but she needed help. So she actually asked her brother to help her call 911. And he says he helped her, which is just how. 
During the jailhouse interview, Irvin said he was sorry, quote, I didn't voluntarily want to do this. Our Heavenly Father knows I didn't do this with the intent to kill my father, especially my sister's mom, who had nothing to do with this, end quote. Irvin also told Amber Lee that he had served in the Marine Corps for four and a half years from 2017 until 2021. He also shared that he was actively pursuing his dream job. And do you want to guess what that dream job was? Well, he wanted to work for the San Francisco Police Department's SWAT team as a sniper. According to Irvin's LinkedIn bio, when he was serving as a Marine, he was a rifleman, but after his deployment, he says that he was chosen to become a sniper. It was when Irvin, during this interview, is talking about his dreams that he seemed to show some resentment towards his father. He says, quote, all my life, I wanted to do good by my family, but my father, he killed my dreams, end quote. Hi, everyone. For anyone who follows me on Instagram, I recently posted a picture of me with my kiddos at Disney in front of the Disney castle. But I posted it because my shoulders were looking on fire, defined, toned, and overall just pleasant to look at. So many of you asked me in my DMs for my secret. And of course, my secret is 4 a.m. workouts. But I get the oomph to wake up at 4 a.m. and work out from my pre-workout drink called Energy Explosion. My pre-workout powder was created by world-renowned fitness guru Natalia Melofit. I have been following Natalia for many years now. And in fact, after my second C-section, I hired her as my fitness trainer. And she also helped me postpartum with my third C-section as well. So when she came out with a pre-workout supplement that didn't cause any of the jitters and the crashing, I knew I needed to try it. Energy Explosion helps with energy, and it keeps me going all through the morning hours. Because I take it first thing in the morning, which is when I choose to work out, I no longer require that morning cup of joe. This pre-workout has nootropic ingredients, which significantly help me personally with mental clarity and focus. Which, listen, when you're juggling what feels like hundreds of tasks a day, it truly does help. And guess what? My listeners are getting 15% off your order. What? Yes, please. If you're ready to get the pump without the jitters, visit mbodysup.com and enter my code MAMAMARGO at checkout for 15% off your order. That's M as in Mike, body, sup as in Sierra, uniform, papa, papa, dot com. Add energy explosion to your car and use my code MAMAMARGO, that's M-A-M-A-M-A-R-G-O-T for 15% off. Enjoy. And when you use it, please DM me so we can talk about your workouts. During his interview with Amber Lee, Irvin made it clear he did not intend to plead guilty to any of the murders. As for the victims, Jose was a security guard and Yesenia was a manager at a local pizza restaurant. Since the shooting, which took place in August, Irvin has been charged with the double murder, burglary, and child endangerment. The jailhouse interview, at least the portions that have been released, is about 12 minutes long. And if you're anything like me, you like to watch the whole thing. So I am going to insert it here since this video is probably going to play a huge role in the subsequent trial. So on that Saturday morning, walk me through what happened. So I don't remember. Like I said, I was under the influence of alcohol. I just ended up at his place and the only pictures that I have in my head would be getting hurt in my hand. And after that, I just ended up in his room, opening the room. And then he charged at me, screaming. And 
since since he was charging at me and screaming, I wasn't gonna allow for him to get close to me because otherwise he would have taken the gun away from me and possibly killed me. Why did you have a gun on you? Um, so like I said, I don't remember much of my actions, but that gun was legally mine and I always had it in the back of my car, in my trunk. Why did you choose to go to his, their house that night? I didn't. Like I said, I was under the influence and I didn't have any, any like intent or any like actions. Like I didn't voluntarily do any of this. Are you, I don't want to put words in your mouth. Are you telling them what happened after that? I mean, he charged at you. What happened after that? After that, I just didn't let him get close to me and then I just started firing and it was dark. And once I emptied the clip, I turned on the lights and then I seen him on the floor and then he said, you did good, son. And after that, I seen him suffering and then and I just stopped his suffering. You shot him some more? Yes, ma'am. Why did you shoot your stepmother? She was in the crossfire. I didn't have any intentions to do with her. What is your thoughts about, so are you saying that the alcohol made you do it? I, like I said, I didn't voluntarily do any of this. God you didn't knows, mean... God knows that I didn't do this voluntarily. When did you come to realize what you did? Well, like I said, I remember like pictures, like my images in my head and I was like living the moment like picture by picture and I was just like seeing like opening my eyes. What, picture, what were those pictures? Like I said, the first ones was getting cut in my hand, jumping the fence and after that was going to the room and just seeing my father in the ground and all of that was just images that got stuck to my mind. How many shots would you say you fired? I had two clips of 10. Two clips of 10, so 20 shots. You're saying you're, your dad was not on the bed when you went into the room. It was all dark, and then he, I just heard him charging at me, screaming. And I was afraid that he would take the gun away from me. And hurt you? Yes. That's what you were afraid of. So you're saying you had no intention of going there, so you can't even tell me why you went there? No, I had no intention of going there. You mentioned something about the was it anger? I was under the influence of alcohol and the fact that I had this knowledge that he was sexually abusing her for more than five years. It got How are you feeling about the whole thing now? Well, I regret drinking that night. And that's all I feel. What about the fact that their mom, your dad and your stepmom are dead? I mean, feel bad for the people that love them. But like I said, I didn't voluntarily do this, and God knows. When you say you didn't voluntarily do this, you're blaming the drinking, right? I was under the influence and the anger, and then it just took over my mind and my actions. Why did you go on Facebook Live? I didn't, it was just from 
being under the influence. Maybe I was just trying to say goodbye to my family. What do you mean goodbye? Just like, just to know that that was going to be the last time that maybe would see me. It was just like a way for them to tell them that this happened and to not worry about me. Uh, you mean the Facebook Live? Yes. Just the fact that this what this is what happened and then I'm probably going to end up in jail. You knew you were going to end up in jail? Most likely. And then that's why I was just saying bye. But like I said, I was under the influence. I don't remember. I don't remember anything about the video. But do you remember going on Facebook Live? I just have like a, it's like a small picture that and I might have like used my phone. But not anything that I said, said. No. Not at all. Um, in the video you were, I mean, I saw, I didn't see the whole thing. You were almost, I don't know, you were smiling. And um, just saying stuff. You don't recall any of that. Are you sorry for what you did? Of course. I, like I said, I didn't want to do this. This wasn't my plan. Where was your 11-year-old sister who was in the house? She was in the room. With them? Yes. Where was she the whole time? She was like to the left of me. In her own bed? Did she, I mean, she got, um, I think she got out of the bed and then she just went to the left side. After the shooting started? Yes. Once I turned on the light. Did you say anything to her? No. Not that I remember, no. Did she, did she, did she say anything to you? She just handed her phone because she wanted to call the police and then I helped her. You helped her call police? You don't recall her saying anything to you? No. She? So she handed her phone to you? She wanted me to help her. How did you break in, first of all? So they said there's a video of me jumping the fence. Yes, but how did you get into the house? Um, I'm not sure. Okay, because they said you broke in. <laughs> so you went to their bedroom. It was dark. Mm -hmm. And then you heard your... My you father. Did you say anything when you went into the bedroom? No. Nothing? No. But you heard your father getting up. He was um, screaming and he was coming my way. What did he say? He was just screaming like, like a yell. Did he, do you think he knew it was you since it was dark? I don't think so. You don't I, know that? I don't think he knew who it was until I turned on the lights. After you shot him? Yes. You started shooting when the lights were still off? Yes. And then you turned on the lights and he was still alive? He was on the ground. And then that's when he told me, you did good, son. Why do you think he said that? Because he knew why I was there. You mean? He knew what he did. And then he just knows that that action was. Did Yesenia say anything? No. She think, was she awake? She looked awake. Recently, I covered two unsolved cases, which I am sure caused you to pause and analyze your inner detective. Well, if you want to hone in on that inner detective, then you need to check out June's Journey. June's Journey is a mobile game that you can play anywhere while connected to Wi-Fi. June's Journey takes you through the main character, June's, adventure to uncover family secrets. Her first task is to uncover the mystery of her sister's death. You will be using your keen eye to spot hidden clues in the immersive scenes that take you across the globe. The scene is set in the 1920s, so it's like going back in time. 
June's Journey is a hidden object mystery game, and I love playing while waiting for my kids at the bus stop. It allows me to clear my mind from the tasks of the day and to refocus on my mommy duties. What I love about June's Journey is that not only are you searching for objects, but you can join other players online in a detective club. And then you also get to design this luxurious island estate that is all yours. And if you have friends who play, you can gift each other trees, flowers, and other amazing decorative items. Today, I invite you to escape reality and immerse yourself in the world of June Parker. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Go ahead, download June's Journey today. And, the, and your sister was on the bed with them, but had... No, she was on her own bed. She was her own bed in the same room. Yes, and then once I turned on the light, she was moved out the bed, and then she moved to the left side. Of you? Near you? To the left side, like closer to the... Like more into the room. Okay. But she got up, and she came to you... Uh, later on, like a few minutes later. Crying? She wasn't crying, she was just shocked, and then she needed my help to get in contact with emergency. She asked you... To help her out. Help her out. So who called 911? We both did. But she, was she the one that... She's the one that had the phone and... And talking to them. What do you have to say to all the family, whether it be your own? I mean, they're all your own, but to your Senna's family, to your sister who was there, and to your dad's family. I'd like to say that I apologize. I didn't voluntarily do this. And um, our Heavenly Father knows this, that I didn't do this on purpose with an intent to kill my father, especially my sister's mom, who had nothing to do with this. You're talking about your stepmom? Yes. What was your relationship like with your dad and your stepmom? With my father, growing up. I didn't really have a good bond with him. He did his own thing. He left me to do my own thing as well. And then I was just locked up in the house. This was when he was still with your mom? No, with my stepmom. So he hadn't been living with you for a long time? Until I came here when I was seven. And then once I was seven, we started growing up with my father. So you did live with them? Yes. Where were you live where are you living currently? Well, currently I was on vacation and then I had just gone back and then I was gonna start school and then I was gonna start looking for a place. I didn't have like a set location. Do you live in San Francisco? Yes. Where did where, where what was your job? I mean you were gonna go to school, where were you gonna go to school? So I was going to school um City College. What were you hoping to do? So I was gonna do my second semester and um Criminal justice. To do what? So I was in the process of trying to be a police officer. So my goal was always to be a sniper, and I became a sniper with the with the Marines. Like I worked as a sniper for a year, and my goal was to join the SWAT team and to be a sniper for them. How long were you in for in the Marines? Four years and a half. Four and a half years. So you came right out of high school, right? Yes. What high school did you go to? Burton High School. Burton? Philip Burton? Yes. So, I mean, I saw pictures on your Facebook of your dad. I mean, you even complimented him about, you know, basically setting, you know, setting you on the right track. Yes. 
I, I thank my father. He wasn't a good dad, but he taught me to do the right thing. So in your mind, was this the right thing, what you did on Saturday? Even my father said it was the right thing, even though I didn't intentionally do it. I didn't want to do that. Do you think it was the right thing? It wasn't the right thing. That's not what I wanted to do. What did you want to do? I didn't have anything planned. At some point, were you planning to confront him? Maybe. But you let that anger build. It just happened when I was under the influence, and it just got to me, and it took over my ashes that day, that night. Do you have a drinking problem? No. Only drink, like, special occasions. How much did you drink that night? I started off with beer, and then I drank a four loco, and then just beer after that. It was, it was a lot, though. You drank a lot of beer. It was it just a lot of liquor that just, to the point where I just blacked out. I don't remember the majority of the incident. All right. My intent is to keep everyone updated on Irvin's case, especially when there's a big development. So be sure that you subscribe to my channel so that you don't miss any of that information. If you got something out of today's case and you want more videos, be sure to subscribe to my channel and I'll see you next time. Bye. I was working on her podcast. I don't want to.